from Silicon Valley, California. This is Fresh Dialogues. In part two of our interview with Mayor Chuck Reed, the Green Mayor discusses how the city is changing its rules and practices to move at the speed of business and attract clean tech companies like Tesla Motors to Silicon Valley. The interview took place in November 2008 at City Hall. Good morning, Mayor Chuck Reed. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. So talking specifically now on the Green Vision, in, in October 2007, you created the Green Vision for San Jose, 10 ambitious goals for the city, including creating 25,000 clean tech jobs and establishing San Jose as the world's center of clean tech innovation. Can you talk about which one achievement you're most proud of to date and which ones have proved more challenging than you originally thought? Well, we knew they were going to be challenging, so I don't think there's anything that's more challenging than, than we thought it was going to be. The one that I'm most proud of is the progress we've made on clean tech jobs, because we have about 3,000 clean tech jobs in San Jose uh, today. And through the great work of our staff and being aggressive and being able to move at the speed of business, we've been successful in getting uh, nano solar, solo power, Stion, SVTC, underwriter laboratories and other uh, solar companies to locate in San Jose, to create jobs in San Jose, to actually do manufacturing in San Jose, so we're getting the green-collar jobs. And so that part of it is the, the part we're most proud of, and we, of course, uh, had the announcement by Tesla Motors that they're going to locate their factory in San Jose, which will create 1,000 jobs, uh, clean tech jobs in the factory and another 2,000 jobs for suppliers and vendors. And we're working with other clean tech companies right now that want to uh, expand in San Jose. We're looking for uh, almost 2 million square feet of space for about a half a dozen clean tech companies. So I'm very proud of the work that we've done in a very short period of time to help those companies create the jobs and to begin to build this uh, clean tech uh, industry that we have uh, already sprouted here in San Jose. And talking specifically on Tesla, they announced, as you say, their relocation of their manufacturing plant and headquarters to San Jose. They reportedly received $15 million in incentives, including free rent on the land for 10 years. What did you specifically do to encourage the company's relocation? Can you step us through that? San Jose would not have been in the game at all if the governor... Schwarzenegger and our state treasurer, Billy Lockyer, hadn't put together a package to allow Tesla to finance their $100 million worth of equipment and avoid having to pay sales taxes. Uh, you know, unfortunately, California taxes investment with sales taxes on, on equipment like that. So the governor made it possible for them to stay in California. Once that happened, uh, they were committed to staying in California and they were looking for sites, and San Jose was not on their list. So I picked up the phone and called the CEO. I called the chairman of the board and convinced them that they really should look at San Jose, that not only did we have sites for them, that I could put together a development team on the city side of seasoned, experienced uh, professionals who could help them in the development process, help them solve their development problems, and we could work on a schedule that they needed to make. They had a very aggressive schedule they wanted, and we have the capacity to uh, work at the speed of business, and uh, that's how we were able to convince them to come to San Jose. Now, we are providing some incentives to them because we have land, so we have offered them uh, free rent on that land for 10 years. There are other places that we're going to give them the land. 
what made it possible for us to close the deal with them was our uh, ability to work with them in collaboration at the speed of business so that they could meet their schedule for being in production uh, two years uh, out. Now, they've slipped that schedule a little bit due to the credit crunch. Yes, talking on that, it's been widely reported they are in some kind of financial problems right now, but are you able or willing as a city mayor to give them further incentives to keep them here and keep them solvent? Uh, We've done what we're going to do. They have uh, recently raised another $40 million of investment by their, their investors, uh, so they're a startup. People sometimes forget that even though they have a lot of money and they've spent a lot of money and they've got a lot of venture capital financing and they have these state and federal support, they're still a startup. So it's not a surprise that they have uh, you know, troubles from time to time. It's the nature of startups. We're used to that here in the Valley. But So we're, we're waiting, uh, very optimistic about their prospects for the future. They're very committed. Uh, Elon Musk has gone back in to uh, personally uh, get engaged in the running of the company. Mm-hmm. Are you personally in contact with him regularly just to check in? Yes. Uh, our staff meets uh, on a weekly basis w- with their staff uh, to deal with any permitting and processing issues. How many of your staff are involved on the Tesla Motors deal? I think there's probably you know a dozen or so that are working on it from time to time. Can you talk about any other Tesla motor type companies that are up and coming that you perhaps can't mention their name but you're in negotiations with? We're working with uh, a half a dozen clean tech companies that we're hoping to uh, be able to get them into San Jose. They have specific requirements for size of facilities so some of our solar manufacturing operations need huge buildings. Uh, there's a, a local company that wants to expand. They have a facility now, and they have one machine, but it takes 100,000 square feet for the machine. But you feed it, and feed the material into one end, and out the other end comes a solar panel. So they need a, some big buildings. So we're working with them in order to uh, you know, hopefully get them to stay in San Jose. But we're competing with not just uh, you know, other cities in the region, but other states as well. Right. And um, you mentioned uh, working at the speed of business, and you've also mentioned previously about the importance of government getting out of the way to allow high tech to come in. Can you give us some tips on how do you work at the speed of business? How do you accommodate private sector's schedules? Uh, Solo Power would not have located in San Jose if we couldn't uh, work on their schedule. They had equipment, very expensive equipment. They needed to have delivered. They needed to be able to put it in. They needed to be able to get in into production. So we have, a, on that particular project, there was a conditional use permit that was required due to the size of some of their uh, their equipment, you know, very technical. That usually takes us 90 days. They needed to have it done in 45 days. I made a commitment to, to them that we would get it processed and done in 45 days, and we did. So we cut the time in half. Now, having had that experience... Uh, We're now going back and saying, well, why do we need a conditional use permit for this kind of an application? So we're changing our rules to just get that out of the way uh, because they're going into an appropriate area, doing an appropriate thing. It was just one of those little quirks in our zoning code that they needed a conditional use permit. So we're eliminating that quirk. So the next time we don't have to worry about, well, it's going to take 90 days, and can you live with 90 days? Uh, They won't have to take that step. There's still many other steps to take. But as we identify these impediments to moving quickly, we try to change our process so that it doesn't 
happen the next time. And what about work hours? I mean, startups, they're notoriously working as many hours as they can stay awake. I mean, are you having your planners and your city employees working as hard as these startup people? Beyond changing the rules, how are you actually going from 90 days to 45? How how is that happening in practical terms? In part, it's how we organize our efforts. Uh, The best example I can give you is our special tenant improvement program. It used to take uh, three to six months to get tenant improvement permits uh, approved. So we have empty buildings. We'd like to get companies into them. Uh, they don't really want to wait uh, three to six months to get their permits approved so they can start doing the improvements to the building. So we have a special process now where, where we do it in an hour. And I'm not kidding. It wow. takes an hour to issue That's the permits. Impressive. Well, it, it is impressive, and we're the best uh, in the country. Uh, I believe, if not the world, on, uh, except for places where they don't require permits at all. But uh, we do that I- in a way that we've gone from uh, a serial to parallel processing. So what we used to do is that there's a, say there's a dozen people that have got to sign off on a permit. you got all these issues. you got electrical. you got water. you got fire. you got lots and lots of people have to touch these things. So we used to touch them in series. So one person would look at it figure out what needed to be done, make the comments. They would hand them to the next office. Yeah, another week, another two weeks to go by, they would uh, touch it and they would look at it and they would decide what they want. They would hand it off. And this would go on uh, through eight or ten iterations, and it could take months. So our approach now is we get all of those people that have to uh, sign off on something, and uh, we, we put them in a room, we lock the door, and we don't let them leave <laughs> until they have dealt with it. And so that way... If the building person disagrees with the fire person, they don't go back and forth week and right. week at a time. Mm-hmm. They're in the room. Everybody's there, and they just work it out. That and sounds it, very entrepreneurial. Who came up with that idea? Our city staff came up with that idea as a way of just looking at our process, saying, how could we do this better? Mm-hmm. And we've used it to great success, and I've talked to developers who've used it, and they say, yes, it does. It really happens that way. Mm-hmm. We get in the room. We work everything out. You leave the room. You know what you have to do. And really, that's what people want. They need the certainty of knowing, here's what I need to do, and I go do it, and uh, everything uh, works from there. Are you planning to expand that to other city services? We are, and that is a model that we're using. Another one that we have done since then is our industrial tools uh, program. So one of these uh, solar companies, for example, might uh, install $100 million worth of equipment and in the old days, they would call us after it was installed, and we'd, you know, we'd schedule an appointment in maybe two or three weeks. So we'd get out there and inspect it, and it might take a while. Well, if you have a $100 million piece of equipment sitting in your factory, you'd like to be producing something. The sooner, the better. So now we have our uh, industrial tools program where they call us and tell us it's coming. They figure out when they're going to be ready for us, and when they're ready for us, we're there. We do the inspections. We're done. So we don't add any time to their getting ready to produce schedule. And that's worked great uh, with companies who invest a lot of money in equipment, and we have to be there to sign it off at the appropriate time in order for them to move ahead. And are you incentivizing your staff to come up with such enterprising programs? We're using performance measures as the beginning point, trying to decide what's important, how do we measure it, and what's happening. And in those areas where we're not performing very well, then we take a look at them and begin to figure out how can you improve the process. So it's a a continual improvement uh, approach, identifying the areas where we're weak, trying to figure out how to fix it, and then moving on to other areas and applying these lessons that we've learned uh, to other areas 
but really it, it starts with performance measures so that we can see where we're weak. Right. And, of course, recognizing the great work that people do uh, to get the positive reinforcement as well as uh, just changing the process. Well, it's been great talking with you, Mayor Chuck Reed. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk for Fresh Dialogues. Oh, you're welcome. Come back anytime. Thank you for listening to Fresh Dialogues. This is Alison Van Diggelen, with special thanks to Tom Kromkowski and Carol Pecora for technical support, and Kevin McLeod, who wrote and produced our music. Music.